National Veterinary Technician Week is October 15th through 21st. This year, it's the 30th anniversary, and we want to talk about the pearls of wisdom this week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And this week, it's not such a tough topic, but there might be a few elements that are a little bit tough. And we're talking about National Veterinary Technician Week. This year marks the 30th anniversary and it'll be celebrated October 15th through 21. And who better to talk about it than the incoming president of NAVDA, our very own Becky Mosser. But before we get into Becky's story and all about National Vet Tech Week, as always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, we're entering that time of year when a whole lot of celebrations come on. I and mean, we've talked about the, the giving tree and, and now we're talking about National Vet Tech Week. But this year, it's a special celebration. So maybe bring the viewfinders up to speed. Well, I mean, I think this year is um, a um, a landmark in the sense that it is the 30th anniversary of Veterinary Technician Week. I think that is pretty amazing yeah. if, you, if we really think about how... Little, I think, I don't think we realize how established this profession is and how long it has been around. And so this year, the theme is obviously um, along the lines of the 30th anniversary, pearls. So it's pearls of wisdom. And I think it's just kind of a really beautiful way to celebrate these individuals who have been in the industry over 30 years. Wow, I love that. And just viewfinders, just so you know, coincidentally, this is our 30th wedding anniversary on the 23rd of October. Are you, so, get, are you Becky, getting your pearls? Yeah. <laughs> now you know what to... I, I was just going to say, I had no idea that pearls were the gift. So thank you so much, Navda, for putting increased pressure on me for this anniversary. Thanks a lot, Becky. I'm t- I am texting Miss <laughs> Laura right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that because I love this theme and I love the fact that it actually coincides with something in real world, which is the 30th wedding anniversary is the gift of pearls. But how did you guys determine what... What were pearls of wisdom? How'd that happen? Well, I, so to be fair, um, we as NAVDA are not involved. This actually is driven by Hills. And I think that is actually, you know, as commercial as it sounds and, and not sponsored as we are by Hills, I think it is a, a reflection of Hills commitment to veterinary technicians. And it has been ongoing. They've have, um, sponsored National Vet Tech Week, the poster, the design, the ideas behind it for as long as I can remember. And they asked NAFTA to sign off on this, um, you know, design on the idea on the theme every year, but it is really truly driven by Hills and their creative teams. Yeah, they really have. And and guys, just so you know, also Hills has been sponsoring, founding, supporting National Vet Tech Week since the very beginning, which I think, you know, that is, that's testament to their commitment to the profession. So again, well done Hills, well done National <laughs> Veterinary Technicians Week, and, and also well done to, to NAFTA because again, you guys get the word out. Now, Becky, every year about the time when we start talking about National Veterinary Technicians Appreciation Week, inevitably somebody says, hey, but you're forgetting about me. So how how does a clinic right now that maybe is struggling with that, how, how do they address that head on? 
Well, so it, uh, yeah, I, you know, it, it's hard because this is, it, it's always such an, an emotional conversation. That's the problem right now. As we transition into really protecting our title and empowering our credential technicians to say, you know, title protection has to come from within the clinic and we have to stop tolerating it and we have to start speaking up for ourselves. We still recognize the assistance that we work along side us. And, you know, even my husband was at the vet this morning. They don't have any credentialed veterinary technicians, not because they don't want any, but because we know that there's an intense shortage and we still have to get through our days, right? So they have an amazing staff of assistants. And, you know, my my husband came home and reflected on what a beautiful job she did with her her blood draw and what a great job she did in, in taking care of my pet today. So it is really emotional. There is a um, veterinary assistance day. It is not an entire week. And I think it is something that's probably going to become a topic of conversation and um, celebration as we go on, because there are kind of, there's, there's currently two and there's a little confusion and it's not really driven the way it should be. And I think that's something that we can work on and grow. But what we ask is that we we help everybody in the team understand that they do have a day and they do have recognition, but this is, and this is a well-established credentialed veterinary technicians week. And that's who we really want to celebrate. And if you're in a practice that has both roles, it's not about leaving any one of those roles out. Um, It's about ensuring that every role is celebrated and doing the work to find out when that is and how that is. It's not about being fair um, because fair is not equal. Right. That's a really good point. And, you know, the other thing too, Becky, you know, we had Ethel Pollack, who I think was, is the founder kind of a veterinary receptionist. We can remember back like in April of yeah. this year or last year. Yeah. And, and she was really clear on those boundaries, those, those sort of, you know, uh, constraints. And she was like, Hey, you know, we're not, we're not trying to be or, or whatever. And, and we think there's plenty of celebration to go around. And so again, if you're out there struggling with this, this is not one of exclusion. This is one of recognition of a very specific, you know, again, Becky, you know, I was talking to a vet not too long ago and they were struggling with this at, Oh gosh, you know, we always have this headaches around national vet tech week and we have to wind up giving everybody gifts and so forth. And I'm like, I think you're missing the point. I said, do you celebrate your vets on national vet tech week? Well, of course not. And I was like, Right. I mean, this right. is set aside a special recognition just for those people that have those credentials and licenses. And as we move forward as a profession, I would say viewfinders, we're going to have to accept and really embrace the differences and and really the commitments that these individuals have made to become a licensed credentialed veterinary technician. Yeah. And I would say, honestly, if you are struggling with this this week, you are probably struggling with a daily basis I mean, on the daily basis with differentiation and utilization, and you probably have credentialed techs on your staff who are a little bit bitter or a little bit frustrated because you are probably using titles incorrectly. That being said, I think about my veterinary practice and I will bring them treats and wish them a happy veterinary technician week because they don't have any credentialed technicians. So we have a lot of people who are working in the position who are not credentialed, but are working in that role to fill 
an, a role that there is nobody else to do right now. And I do want them to be celebrated f- for that. Um, but I will still wish them a happy credential technicians week. <laughs> I love that. Now, one of the things too, I think that Hills and NAFTA have, have done a great job is, is compiling resources. And so maybe do you want to talk a little bit about like, there's a press kit that you guys have out. You've got posters, you've got all kind of ways and ideas to sort of celebrate them. But you want to talk a little bit about to the viewfinders out there that maybe haven't gone to the website and, and seen this stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hills puts this all together and does such a beautiful job and then a lot and then provides downloads and press releases and wording and language and makes it really time proof, mind proof, um, really unified. It helps unify the wording. It helps unify, unify the um, title use. It gives an opportunity to bring some recognition and public education. So um, you can find the um, media kit in a couple different places because Hills does provide it. You can also find it on the NAFTA website. You can also find it on ABMA's website, which, um, you know, is an important place to make sure that the word is getting out to veterinarians because we really are counting on them to step up because, I, I mean, unfortunately, it's not celebrated quite as far and wide as I think it should be and probably for all the wrong reasons. Right. And and again, there's a whole list of like uh, special you know deals that are on there on the NAFTA website and all these resources. I mean, they give discounts for different things. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot of also things that if you're struggling, like, well, what can I give them? I mean, you should definitely check out some of the NAFTA benefits because I'll say right now, the best gift that you can give your credentialed licensed veterinary technicians, in my opinion, is a NAFTA membership. Becky, I'm just going to say that. Um, I disagree gently in that I think that I think that professional association membership is not a gift. Not it's a, a benefit gift. that okay. should be given I as part it. of your I role in the clinic and it um, both to NAFTA <laughs> and to the state associations. So I appreciate the sentiment, but I think it's a good educational time to say, nope, that should just be included because we're licensed individuals. I, I don't disagree with that at all. But again, if you're struggling, those are ways that you should be looking at your benefits package. If you're package struggling, you forward. should ask your staff. You know, if you're struggling, you should know them good enough to know. And then if you don't know, that's okay too. ask them. Hey, I need some ideas to celebrate you guys. That's why we're talking about it early this week. And you can just give them a, a little shoebox with some notepaper and a pencil and say, what would make your vet tech week this week? I would love to hear your ideas. They're probably going to be more than happy to share. Okay, so the theme this year is Pearls of Wisdom. And Becky, I'm assuming that this has to do with the 30 years of amassed experience and expertise that vet techs have. So how did you guys go about collecting some of those Pearls of Wisdom? Yeah, so Hills reached out to a lot of individuals who have been in the industry for over 30 years. And I don't know exactly how they found these individuals other than I think there's some really well-known names of folks that we look to in the industry um, who have been around a long time and... Um, and, and reached out to them to obviously, I guess, confirm, but then to ask them, you know, what are the pearls of wisdom that they would want to pass around along? And what I love is we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pearls to share. Lucky number seven pearls of, of wisdom to share. But, um, you know, if there are seven that are included on this poster, what we can really know is that there is longevity in this profession and we can be reminded that there's longevity in this profession um, and that 
These are really well-known names, but there are a lot of folks out there who work every single day in the clinic, you know, working so hard in the technician colleges, working so hard, who have been doing this for 20, 30, 40 years plus. Yeah, and and again, one of the reasons, as you mentioned, Becky, that these names are familiar is because they they were there from the beginning. You know, I'm looking at like Harold Davis and and Katie Waddell. I mean, these people actually helped found it. A lot of them actually were the people behind like the VTS programs. I mean, you know, these are phenomenal people, but again, if you're listening today, you can do it too. I mean, it just it's really a matter of getting involved with NAFTA, your state, local, whatever level you choose, and, and actually getting out there and fighting for the changes that you, you want. And because, Becky, I mean, we're right. I'll be honest with you. This is – we are fighting still for the soul of the vet profession. I mean, the changes are happening so rapidly, and a lot of them, you know, we feel like we're out of – they're out of our control. But really, Becky, it's, it's a matter of continuing to just raise your voice. Yeah. And like so much other legislation, it's really interesting. In some states, we are really advancing and we're advancing in such a beautiful way, in such a long overdue way. And then in other states, we're like slipping backwards in ways right. that makes me blink my eyes in disbelief and and wonder, you know, the justification, the mindset and the risk that we're running in doing so. Um, and so the, the profession is, is, is such a hot potato right now. And it's such an interesting thing that we have this profession that's been around so long. And we're reminded um, this week that this profession has been around so long, and yet it is still growing and finding its its footing in a way that I, I don't know. I, I don't know the history of other professions as well, but it feels like after 30 years, we should probably not be fighting some of the battles we still are. Yeah. And again, you know, it's, it's one of those areas where we're still a, a very young profession. I mean, you know, the the first, you know, a, a legitimate vet school in the U.S. was not until 1857. And really, you know, Cornell didn't come around until 1868. And, you know, so for us as a profession, you know, when you say, oh, vet techs, you know, 30, 40 years or whatever, 50 years. I mean, vets haven't been around that much longer, guys. I mean, and in reality, right, licensed vet schools and licensed, you know, credentialed vets. I mean, before the 1800s, before the, the late 1800s, I would argue, you know, really this was a hodgepodge of sort of people on farms and maybe, I don't know, maybe they were retired MDs. I don't know. But you know, Becky, we're young and we need to learn and collaborate with each other instead of, as, as you mentioned, some states seem to be rolling back, you know, some of the responsibilities and abilities of, of registered technicians and others are moving forward. I, it's, it is frustrating. Yeah, I it, it's, it is wild. I mean, I guess you're right. I think the first veterinary... College was established in 1761. Um, in France, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. And, and so that kind of, yeah, it blows my mind a little bit to realize veterinary education is that, quote unquote, that old. Um, or that young. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Or that young. But but has I guess I should say has been around that long or, and has been established and organized that long. Yeah. And the lack of recognition, understanding and um and respect for what our veterinarians do and what our veterinary team does is wild. But what I can say is that I feel more movement and more momentum than I've ever felt before. I feel more involvement and more engagement and more professionalism than I've ever felt before. I would argue there is more legislation, regulation, and conversation happening than there ever has been before. And I believe that this is a tipping point. I believe this is an avalanche and that these will continue to move and slide in various directions. You know, good good things will happen and there will be 
setbacks as well. But I think that we are more than ever establishing ourselves. It's it's really funny. Um, the Arizona Veterinary Technician Association took my um my my pearls of wisdom that we are a profession, not a position, right. and they put it um kind of as their mon- maybe their mantra or their their saying on their um tablecloths and across some of their media stuff for their association. And um, Jen Serling recently took it to Sweden with her for educations. And I think that this idea is is spreading and, and that is a way of summing it up. And I think great things are to come. And it, it, it still will always go back to these folks who have been around and who have paved the way. Yeah. And, and again, what I love, and we had those folks from uh, that started the Arizona Veterinary Technicians Association on the podcast when that all was starting up. And that it was controversial. And, and guys, go listen to that podcast because there was a lot going on and still is going on. And, you know, Becky, one of the things I like is you're still, we live in a time when you can actually make change, right? I mean, so if you're thinking, oh, gosh, you know, the vet program's been around for 150 years or whatever. Guys, if you're a veterinary technician out there, you can make real change like quickly. And and like Becky, I mean, Becky, you're, I applaud you constantly, but it's the reality of, of you and, and all of your friends and, and, and your colleagues are out there actually doing the work, raising your voices and, and making things happen. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, but obviously there always have been, right? I think I'm just yeah. in this kind of timeline of people who have been loud about it and have been proud about it for a really long time and and everyone shows it in different ways and some people you know are, are out there educating the future of our profession some out there are dedicating their time and energy to legislation some out there are dedicating their time and energy to um you know working with their state boards everyone who is contributing in any way to educating and advocating within our profession is moving us toward change. And there are so many of us, so many more than I think people realize. And the louder these voices are and the more platforms we get to be loud, which I think is part of what is making the major change, the more we will continue to um, plow through, you know, and, and create our lane. Yeah. And again, I, I love the fact that we are focused. This is a week, October 15th through 21st this year. And I think it's just a way for all of us to focus on the benefits of veterinary technicians. And again, you know, we, I, I think here on the Viewfinder, we clearly espouse the need for credentialing and education advancement and also the expansion of roles and responsibilities. I think that's really, you know, where we're, what we're fighting for and what we're advocating for. And, and, you know, Becky, again, anybody that's out there, you know, trying to share the importance and, and you know, really, I would say the value of veterinary technicians, I'm, I'm going to 100% be behind you. So again, thanks, Hills, and thanks, NAFTA. And thank you, Becky. <laughs> yeah, well, and thank you, because again, we've been doing this podcast for 106 years now. And way back <laughs> In the beginning, you said, you know, it was important to include that technician voice and you recognize yeah. that credential technician um, balance and and the fact that there are multiple voices. And I, and I really do think more and more, you know, even um, recent AHA surveys are showing us that a team approach is becoming more valued than ever. And it's a shift that we need so bad. It's just, it's just going to do great things. Yeah. And, and again, it's the only way we solve the quote unquote shortages, right? I mean, unless we become more efficient and actually have a workflow that incorporates lots of different people, important to add the registered technician as well as the, the veterinarians. I mean, that's the way we're going to actually, I think, become better as, as far as delivering the medicine and, and so forth that our patients deserve. Becky, let's get back to, as we said, we'll wrap up today. What are 
some of those pragmatic ways that you recommend a clinic celebrate this, right? I mean, do they buy them pizza? Do they send them what, what? You know, we all have our little things, but every year I think it's good to just remind the viewfinders of little simple things that they can do to make their vet techs feel special. Well, you know, it's interesting because it's like... Uh, you should be doing it every day kind of thing, the, the yeah, having fun, having laughter, having enjoyment, showing appreciation. So those are all great. Um, but I think I always love to remind folks that, you know, you should be looking for your employees love languages. It, pizza is like fine, but it, it, it can't be the say all and all do right, all. Um, right. I think there should be a little something fun every day. And I think it should be a little personal to your team the best it can be. Um I think one of the most beautiful things that clinics do and can do, and that is probably the very most meaningful thing I've seen for most of my colleagues, is feature them. I've yeah. seen Facebook posts, Instagram posts, TikToks where they say it's National Vet Tech Week and we're going to take this opportunity to introduce you to our credentialed staff. I think that is truly one of the things that I have seen make the most emotional difference because... um it's a way of saying we recognize your credentials, we're proud of them, and we're singing them from the mountaintop, and it isn't a matter of diminishing our other staff. It shows me that you work in a place that celebrates your education and your profession, and so if you can brag about them, tell the world that you have credentialed technicians, and this is who they are, and this is what they do, I think it's one of the things you can do that is free, fast, easy, and meaningful. Yeah, and let me just give a follow-up. Number one, shout out to what Becky said. This is the one of the most impactful ways you can actually, you know, let your vet techs know that you appreciate them. But I was talking to one of our, our vertical vet members recently about this, and I was saying the same thing you are like, hey, you know, what you need to do is the whole week is every just every day, you know, populate a different person or two people or what, whatever works, right? And she was like, Yeah, we tried that. And, you know, our techs just wouldn't go on video and didn't want their pictures made. And I'm like, okay, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to do this on your own. You don't have to, you know, you're not making, I don't think you should make your vet techs create the content. You create the content, take a couple of pictures of them in treatment area or whatever. I mean, however you want to gra grab that, but I, you know, I don't see this as like a introduction. Like, you know what I'm saying, Becky, this person, I think viewed it as saying, hi, I'm Becky. I'm the registered vet technician here at Seaside Animal Care. And I love my job. I don't think that's what this is about. I think this is about you saying, Hey, this is Becky. She's one of our registered veterinary technicians and she's awesome. And she does this and that or whatever. I think that's the way to celebrate it. The other thing I would add is that you should, without a doubt, write as owners, owners out there, especially, and again, if you're in a corporate practice, then if you're the medical director, I think it needs to come from the head of your clinic. You need to send a, just write down a personalized thank you note and just give some specific examples. You know, it's not just a, hey, we love having you here. It's got a, you know, hey, listen, every day, you know, you you work extra hard and and last week, you know, you dealt with Mrs. Smith or those specifics. That's what really gives it authenticity, right, Becky? So I do believe you should not only celebrate them publicly, but you should give them a private note saying, hey, thank you. I think it's super meaningful. Absolutely. I think appreciation and showing that you're valued. And I love the, I love that you say to be specific, right? Not that like you just sign the card that your office right. manager plunked down in front of you. It means, I think, again, the world because you want to feel valued. And so I think that you can give your techs anything that will make them smile. And I think that you can give them anything that they can eat and enjoy. Those are all, all great ideas. You can get them massages. They'll love them. You can get them Amazon gift cards. They'll use them. There are so many fun things you can do like that, but I, I don't know that they're as meaningful and 
And so I think on top of anything that you're going to hand them and say, thank you, um, outside of a handwritten note of recognition, really, truly celebrating them is the true essence of Veterinary Technician Week. Becky, any movement, like, is there any movement to try to get states to recognize this? I mean, is there any... Oh my gosh, so many states recognize this. So um, I I know that Kansas does on a regular basis. And usually, so I have limited knowledge, but I know that um, normally the the North Carolina Association of Veterinary Technicians gets a governor's decree. It's an interesting thing. You have to do it like annually. It's a really, it's funny. It's really easy to get things um, called a day or a week or recognized, or at least it always has been um, for National Veterinary Technician Week. They've always um, happily signed off on it. And so... um, I believe Governor Cooper did this year as well. And I think in a lot of states, they, um, they, they do this. If you have not experienced that and you are a member of your association or you have a way, um, you can reach out to your, your state offices. And usually there's a, a really easy application process to get that declared. And I love it. Yeah. And I think that's just one of those other layers of, of, again, legitimacy. So if you're out there in a state and maybe you feel like, hey, we're not as recognized as we'd like to be, this is a great thing. And also then that helps you build out either, uh, you know, content you can put on your socials, uh, emails that you can generate for your, your clients. I mean, I think all those things, you know, really do make a difference because at the end of the day, I do believe that the pet parents of the world want to see that we are a cohesive unit committed to helping bring the best standards of care and medicine to their pets. So this is one of those ways, right, Becky? I mean, at the end of the day, it's not just about celebrating veterinary technicians, but I think I think it's also about celebrating the profession. No, it's about technicians. <laughs> <laughs> We're not splitting it among anything. No, but it is truly, it's a way of um, helping to highlight members of the team in the time that is assigned to celebrate them. Yeah. And, and again, associate, the more we can associate veterinary technicians with the practice of veterinary medicine, I think that's a win-win for everybody. That's just my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I just think in general, getting that language out and getting that knowledge and that education out, it's just important. It's important for your clients to understand, especially if you are a clinic who goes above and beyond. I mean, every again you know i get so frustrated there's just not enough of them i'm like well there are because you have them in your clinic and you have them in office and there's uh you know like 11 or 12 online programs and so there are enough people in our profession and in this um in our space but like you look at the places that really treat them good and they have strong concentrations of them because they really treat them good and like oh we have five credential technicians we have 10 credential technicians and we keep them there's a reason why and so you know i think that it is such a great opportunity to for for veterinarians and for veterinary clinics and veterinary professionals to show other professionals the value of their credential technicians to celebrate them to each other as well yeah. And, you know, guys, again, getting back to Becky's suggestion about highlighting your registered vet, vet techs this week or October 15th through 21st, uh, you know, for years I've said, hey, every time you post something on social media, ask yourself, would this attract somebody to come work for me? Because we're all dealing with workforce shortages, right? We're trying to hire people. And like, this is one of those areas, Becky, where I think that if you really, you know, authentically celebrate those vet techs, other vet techs take notice. <laughs> you know, and they're like, hey, you know, I like what they're doing over here. 
here and you just never know. <laughs> well, they'll make no yeah, they make notice, but also your credentialed technicians are telling their friends, come work for me. You yeah, know, it point. never fails. I go and do these lectures on leadership and management and improving your clinic. And there is always somebody in the audience who raises their hand and says, We do that. And right. they say, and we do this, and we do that, and we do the other. And you know what? We don't have turnover. And you know what? We don't have a shortage. And if we lose somebody, it's because they move or because their husband's right. job changes or X, Y, right. or Z. And then everyone in the audience looks and says, are you hiring? So th- right. they're singing your praises just as much as you guys are, 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 you know how to do this with your clients. You know how to make sure your clients want to brag about you and bring on other clients. I guarantee you that's what your staff can do as well. We have a small community. Your technicians went to school with other technicians. They go to vet tech conferences with other technicians. They're on Facebook pages with other technicians. If you can't find them, they can. But if they're not bragging about where their workplace and trying to recruit people because it's so amazing, then they're, that's the bottom line problem. And so, you know, the the value in having your teams appreciated, utilized, and, 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 and happy is that longevity and that recruitment and that workplace dedication and it isn't just about one week but if you're put off by one week then you really kind of have to look at that workplace culture I love that. Well, guys, we hope you aren't put off because we want you to celebrate 30 years of National Veterinary Technician Week this October 15th through 21st. Go ahead and mark your calendar right now. Start building out those social media posts and start writing those personalized cards and figuring out what kind of gifts you're going to give because October 15th will be here before you know it. Becky, again, I want to thank NAFTA and Hills for just their uh, commitment to elevating the profession. And guys, we'd love to hear from you. Like, how are you celebrating? National Vet Tech Week. Have you experienced any drama in the past? And if so, how did you overcome it? And Becky, how can people share with us how they celebrate their vet techs this year? You can send all of my presents and digitally <laughs> to P.O. No, um, you guys know where to find us over on Facebook and Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. You can send us a email at veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com and you know we love it if you send your complaints over to any of the other amazing tech podcasts that are out there so maybe take this week to to send them a compliment love that so much guys enjoy national vet tech week october 15th through 21st we will talk to you soon bye bye good job I liked it. And I love the fact that 